Hello everybody and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club, the podcast for films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Platt. Thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. And this week, it's week two of Meteor Month-ish. No, no, it's kind of crashing into me. Yeah, Fragment Fortnite. I don't know. Fragment Fragment Fortnite. That's good. Yeah, we're watching films about rocks falling from the sky. Uh, Last week, we watched Deep Impact. Yeah. So this week... We have to watch Armageddon. That is that is the that rule. is the rule. Yeah, that is the rule. Mm. Yes, uh, we are establishing which of the 1998 comic-based films are better, and uh, the bar set by Deep Impact was very low. Not it's low-ish. low. It's low. It's about shin height, like yeah. shin. That's why I between gave it a three. shin and knee. Yeah, so that's why I gave it a three. <laughs> so we'll I did give it a three, didn't I? Will Armageddon yes. yeah, clear did. the landing? Uh, let's find out. Uh, joining me as they joined me last week, uh, it's my pleasure to welcome back Dr. Ellen Sears. Hello. And Katrina Johnston. Hello. Now, last week, Katrina, yes, you had not seen Deep Impact. Correct. But this week, you have seen Armageddon. Yes. So, in a vague, non-spoilery sort of way, what can we expect from Armageddon? Um. Michael Bay doing his best Michael Bay while Michael Baying all over the Michael Bay. Right. Um, yeah, it's like, it's a stupid, dumb, fun. Big, dumb action. Yeah, big, movie. dumb action film. Okay. I was actually thinking about it. It's It has a, there's certain elements of it that have a bit of a flavour of, um, oh, what was the film that always just makes me think of it? Um I think Transformers, like that's Mm. very, and obviously that was Michael Bay as well. Yeah. And that's a very similar, there's certain scenes in it that have very, very similar vibes to that. Mm. Um, So, yeah. Okay. And uh, Dr. Alan, uh, obviously you're in the reverse position, having Mm. seen Deep Impact previously. I mean, I think I saw Deep Impact previously. Well, you definitely have now. I have now. (laughs) That we do know. But you have not seen Armageddon. As far as I'm aware. Have you seen many uh, works of, from the oeuvre of Michael Bay? Oh, yeah, a few. I saw a bunch of the Transformers movies when mm. they were coming out. Yeah. Um, what else has he really what, done? I was going to say, what else has he done? Yeah. The Rock. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, no. that was quite good. That was um, Sean Connery and Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, sorry, I should say The Rock, the film, not The yeah. Rock, the wrestler. He didn't, I was, I was he, like, he didn't he invent Dwayne Johnson. Wow. <laughs> um, no, I haven't seen The Rock. Um, what else? Uh, Michael Bay has also directed um, Ambulance that came out last year. That was nope. meant to be quite no, Michael Bay. Um, the the Transformers offshoot movie Bumblebee. <laughs> um, I have not okay, seen that. Okay, so he did the Bad Boys movies. Oh, Bad Boys One, no. Bad Boys Two. No, mm. uh, I know, I know, I know, I know what his style is. Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. I've seen Pearl Harbor. Okay, he did Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Oh, that's that's the movie that. Um, Armageddon makes me think of Pearl Harbor, mm. and I think, and it's Pearl Harbor would have been so much more interesting if it wasn't about the f-ing love triangle. And anyway, and it's that's my that's my. And the thing that. that makes me think of it is you know the very end where yeah. Ben Affleck is like talking to the kid. Yeah, that kind of emotion is in another scene in Armageddon. All right, and okay. it's even cheesier from memory. Oh boy, yep. Mm. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, no, no, I know Pearl Harbor. I saw Pearl Harbor mm. um, a bunch of times because Josh Hartnett, Heartthrob, oh my God, because we were all yeah. like teenage girls at the time mm. when that film came out. It was like 03, something like that. Yeah, it was uh, 2001. Yeah. Oh, 2001. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. I remember watching it at like friends' houses and stuff because it was like, oh my God, mm. his, his man is so like yeah. hot. It like, basically hits very similar beats. Yeah, okay. Um, Just to, three years to later. Armageddon, yeah. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, three years later, and there's not a comet. There's not an asteroid. No. No. It's, yeah. it's, the Second World War is the comet. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, watch out, America. You're getting into this, whether you like it or not. Yeah. That's, that's, I've been yeah. to I've been to Pearl Harbor. The mm. place is mm, goosebump mm. interesting. Yeah. But have you been to space? <laughs> uh, no, I have not been to space. Mm. Yes, because uh, my, my, my understanding from my memory, because mm. uh, again, it's been a long time. I know since the I've song's in it. I know Liv Tyler's in it. I, I feel I as though this, this is movie. Is Bruce Willis in it? Yes. yes. Okay. That's, He's that's, Liv that's Tyler's dad. Right. Yes, yeah. of course. Yeah. Yes. I feel like this movie spends a lot more time in space than Deep Impact. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I think also, one thing that I think this film will have over Deep Impact is it's not, that it's much more streamlined in terms of storyline. Okay. Mm. Um, that's nice. So yeah, excellent. He also directed The Island. I'm just looking through his oh, really? filmography now. Yeah, the um, yeah the 2005 The Island. Is that yeah? That's Leonardo DiCaprio. That's Shutter Island. Uh, oh, no, Shutter Island. Yeah, that's Shutter Island. The, the Island was Ewan McGregor, Scarlett Johansson, oh, that. Sean Bean. I didn't mind that film. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah that, that was that was him. Yeah, mainly Transformers mm. is what I've seen mm. from him. Mm. And of course, 2013's Pain and Gain. Starring The Rock, funnily enough, yeah. uh, Mark Wahlberg and Anthony Mackie. No, I don't know. So Transformers then is my <laughs> yeah. Michael Bay thing. But I'm like yeah. aware of like perceptions about his work, which is just yeah. boom, boom, explosion. Yeah. yeah. To give you an idea about Pain and Gain, which I brought up in jest and then realized doesn't make sense if you haven't seen that <laughs> film. Uh, yeah. The tagline for that movie is their American dream is bigger than yours. <laughs> And oh then God. it's three muscly guys in front of an American flag. That's the, oh, that's the movie post. <laughs> I think I feel like toxic masculinity. I feel like I feel like Michael Bay very much knew who he was making that film for. (laughs) Yeah, toxic dude bros. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing you get from from a lot of like if you think of Armageddon, and I think we'll discuss this later from Armageddon, Pearl 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 Harbor, Pearl Island, Hmm. um, and Transformers. You get this whole He's Americans will rise will above rise the conflict. Above the conflict. But, will they though? Will they though? But and he, he clearly likes brunettes not, as well. Just thinking though, now though. about the leads in those yeah. films yeah. in terms of the women, the one yeah. woman. Yeah, mm. but Michael Bay is not unique in that. No, no he's oh not. god, no. That's just no. American. I think he, it's just that a lot of he's he's hitting into a psyche. I was about to say he's the best at it, which he might be. I think it's more he is the the most extravagant or the biggest about he's that He's like the Baz Luhrmann of American Yeah, he's the Baz Luhrmann of Americana. <laughs> Whereas, whereas like Baz Luhrmann is like high camp Australiana yeah. weirdness. The only way I'd make a film called Strictly Ballroom if it was about my jocks. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, more or less. Strictly Ballroom, yeah. It's about yeah. it's about the most bedazzled yeah. like it's underwear. About, it's about how big my underpants are because I've got a huge you-know-what in here. <laughs> Explosion! <laughs> Michael, Michael you pull down your pants and there's an explosion. Yeah. By the same token, I would love to see Baz Luhrmann's take on like Pearl Harbor or well, I this mean, film. That'd be amazing. There was that 20 minute section in Australia where oh my god, where Darwin basic, gets yeah. bombed. <sighs> that film, Jesus Christ! Yeah. We watched that for the podcast. A couple anyway, of years shall ago. we shall we stop just segueing our segues? Yeah, we should. <laughs> but, we should. But, but I just want to know what Baz Luhrmann's Transformers would look like. Now. That's that's all I've got <laughs> that, in my head. That I would pay money to. That see. would be really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, we'll leave. They'd all have like glitter and like little reflective mirrors on the side of them. Yeah, and stuff. maybe. Yeah. 
Well, we'll leave you with that visual in your heads uh, as, uh, yes, it is time for us to watch Armageddon. So shall we watch Armageddon? Let's do it. Okay, for those of you uh, listening at home, pop in those DVDs, load up those streaming services and prepare to not close your eyes and not fall asleep because I miss you, babe. And you don't Don't want to miss Armageddon. Welcome back, everybody. We have just finished watching Armageddon. And by we, I, of course, mean my special guest, Katrina Johnston. Hello. And Dr. Ellen Sears. Hello. Dr. Ellen, that was your first time watching Armageddon. Yeah. What did you think? That was fun. It was fun? Yeah, it was fun. Michael Bay movies tend to be. Mm. It was a lot more fast-paced. It was longer, but it didn't feel longer. No. The Deep Impact. I must say, I did find The characters were a lot more like... Yeah. it, it, it It was funny. There were comedic moments... People doing stupid stuff like people do. Mm. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, great. Yeah, this one really skipped along compared to Deep Impact. Yeah, I disagree. You, you disagree? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I felt I felt that two and a half hours just oh, I think as it much was, as... It was probably too long, but yeah. like it skipped along at a nice pace. Mm. I wasn't sitting there yeah. like, uh, slow. Yeah, like within... It's weird. You know how sometimes you're like, even though you know it's skipping along and everything, you're still like, yes, I am feeling this very much. But mm. you've also seen it and before, so you were kind of like probably waiting for a specific bits. You're like, yeah. No, but I didn't remember it that much. Like the whole mm. first 15 minutes, I think, I was like, <laughs> you oh. You were like, what? Yeah. I, yeah, I had no memory of it. Mm. From about, I really remember it from about when you get from the oil rig. Yeah. Onwards. Mm. And even then there's a whole bunch of sections that I was just like, oh, okay. Mm. It's a... Yeah. Um, the story of Armageddon mm. is kind of the story of Deep Impact, but re- they've sped it up. <laughs> it's probably sped it up and have a lot more countdowns. Yes. Mm. So uh, it starts off with the meteor that killed, uh, wiped out the dinosaurs uh, mm. 65 million years ago so that you have an explosion right at the beginning. And then Armageddon also explodes, the title, mm. which was great. Yeah. Uh, and then a NASA satellite is destroyed and everyone panics. And then New York City is <laughs> covered in meteor showers and everyone panics. Yeah. Uh, and you're like, oh my goodness, is this just going to be two hours of, of meteors hitting stuff? And Every other five minutes. Yeah. And you know what? It kind of is. Yeah. They, they... It's very Murphy's Law. If anything can go wrong, it will go wrong yeah. in the worst possible way. There's a lot mm. of like action added in where there wouldn't otherwise have been action. For example, uh, a disagreement between our lead character, Harry, who is the head of the oil rig, and one of his workers, um, AJ, yeah. who is also, he discovers... Ben in Affleck. A, in a, yes, played by Ben Affleck, who is in a romantic relationship with Harry's daughter, Grace. And he discovers this. And instead of having, you know, a disagreement verbally, they have a mm. disagreement with a shotgun. Yeah. On an, an oil, oil rig. rig. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like a yeah. And, yeah. And so begins what can only be described as two hours and 20 minutes of why is this bit happening? Because Michael Bay is directing this film. That's why it's happening. Where is the OHS in this? It does not exist. Yeah. There's no OHS <laughs> on anything. Yeah. And yet, I found it very fun. I, I think that's that's something that perhaps because we've come directly from Deep Impact, yeah, which is a film which takes itself very, very serious. serious, yeah, yeah, and does some things really well. There are some things in Deep mm. Impact that I certainly prefer, mm-hmm. uh, but Armageddon is it's a, a lot softer, more fun. Gentler film, yeah. Armageddon mm-hmm. is is trying to be fun. This is a yeah. boxing match, yeah, and it's <laughs> it's pretty fun, yeah, yeah. Like it's mm. is yeah, it's 
it's it is just, stu- it is just big dumb yeah. action fun. Yeah, it is dumb. It like that's a really good word for it. Yeah, a lot of it. Big dumb action. You know, fun. lines like he's got space dementia. They're just like, <laughs> <laughs> but but said so earnestly and so. There are so many yeah. lines that yeah. are said very earnestly, and you're like. How much must that actor be trying to like just hold in yeah. the laughter? Hold in the yeah. laughter. Why have you got a gun in space? Like, <laughs> just yeah, just full of stupid, great, but but fun, ev- dumb. But everyone one-liners. like believes in the world that they're yeah. in. Like none, yeah. none, none, none of the characters are like looking at the audience and going, oh, "Look at this!" Yeah. Eh? Like the fourth wall isn't yeah. being broken. Like you know, Harry is like, "I'm an oil driller. These are the men I do oil drilling with, and, and drilling is all we we know. Drilling's mm. good." And hey. You know what else is important? Family. He's like he's like t- a car race away from being in a Fast and Furious yeah, film, basically. Yeah. Um, if, if Fast and the Furious was set on an oil rig, yeah, uh, well, they must. He would mean, be Vin Diesel. One of them must have been. I mean, didn't one of the latest ones? I they they go I, into space. I do they? I think so. I think do they right. really? I think yeah. you're right. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen any of them. Uh, perhaps but, I haven't seen any. Yeah. Of I Fast haven't. Oh, I've seen. Yeah. I saw the first one. Look, when we've got a 10-week yeah. hole in the programming and we just do every Fast and Furious film back-to-back, um, I, I will I will let you mm. know which one has the space stuff happening. I think it's one of the latest ones. Mm. And I know this because a vintage disability advocate mm-hmm. who I enjoy watching their YouTube, Jessica kelgren Fozard, mm-hmm. for those interested, would highly recommend. Uh, she's a YouTuber. Um, she is a massive fan of Fast and Furious films. Okay. And it's really funny because she's... Yeah, lesbian, uh, vintage enthusiast, mm. disability advocate, uh, a Quaker mm. as well. All those things, and she's a fan of. That's a lot furious. of. That's a lot of. Okay. Hey, but, yeah. but, but you know cool. what? And People she, contain multitudes. That's she, amazing. She accepts it. She's like this. I know this is weird. Um, no, you but, know what it is? Fast and Furious, it's, it's all about family. Yeah. yeah. And if you're in the family, you're in the family. That's how that goes. Yeah. So, um, and I yeah. do think that there is like a real atmosphere generated within Armageddon. Mm. And and my, I think Michael Bay films do this quite well. We're which a team. Is, yeah, it's the team. It's, it's the team. It, it, it's that thing that... And you love the team. And it's the thing that people like about the Fast and the Furious movies is yeah. like, mm. you know, uh, oh, these characters, yeah, they're a bit one note and not particularly interesting or dynamic yeah. but they're part of the team and like you've and got you love the team and you've it's got a great fun you've got a sense mm. of the team and you feel bad when the team members die yeah you've yeah. got a sense like, of the team Aw, in this film I like yeah. that guy yeah like Max we know uh, we, what do we know about Max the guy who got uh, jetted off when the army yeah. got blown up we know he likes getting tattoos yeah we know he's got a, a relationship with his mum in terms of like like he's close with his yeah. mum and that he, he likes eating donuts he likes eating donuts he's been in trouble with the law a couple of times yeah and yeah, all these other characters, you get more of a um, more of an explanation of who they are, but mm. in very rapid fire ways. Like Steve Buscemi is, I'm super smart, but also I just I make bad choices. I, I just make yeah. bad choices all the time, particularly around like just uh, having sex with lots of women. Mm. Uh, you know, M- Michael Clark Duncan's bear character is like, you know, I'm, I'm a real fun loving guy, but I'm also real emotional. You know, yeah. you know, it's. They they give them basically about two or three sentences of character description, and that's kind of all you need. Yeah, because they just work within those bounds. Yeah, um, uh, which I think is, you know, with that many characters, that's fair. Yeah, and that they do play to stereotype a lot. Like yes. I, I, I'm struggling to think of a character that is not stereotypical. Uh yeah, but that's that. The stereotypes are there for a reason. They're there yeah. as a shorthand for the audience, so mm. you know. 
instantly, I know who that person is. Yeah. I know yeah. who that person is. Which, which helps. So they can be useful. Yeah. It helps to yeah. propel it along. It does help. But it then also creates some, like, problematic it, issues as it, well. It makes it... Um, well, it means that your plot has to kind of be fairly stereotypical and how they interact is fairly yep. stereotypical. Mm. Um, and how they're going to react to not only each other, but also the wider plot. Like, basically, the answer to everything in this film is punch it, blow it up. Hit it with dri- a wrench. Hit it with a wrench or drill a fucking hole in it. Mm. Like, literally, there is... What problem? It's very masculine film. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's a very masculine, American-centric, individualistic, even though the team is, yeah. is highlighted... Yeah. Very individualistic uh, mm. film. This is this is something that I talk about a lot in terms of like the way that America and Americans are is that very individu- individualistic mindset. Yeah, and that American yeah. exceptionalism. Yeah, mm. it's we're all exceptional. Yeah, you know, whereas Australians are just like, oh yeah, we're just kind of like hanging out. Yeah, mm. <laughs> like we just yeah, and British people are just like kind of like. Oh, no idea. I'm terribly sorry. Unless yeah. you're really rich, in which case you have that individualism thing come through, mm. or or at least or, or, or eccentric, yeah. or eccentric, like the yeah. eccentric inventor character yeah. archetype that appears in a yeah. lot of British media and stuff like that. Speaking of British people, Jason Isaacs is in this. That yeah. was a nice surprise. He's, he's, so good. he's great. He's not in a, like a lot. He mostly just stands around looking worried. Yeah, he mostly is just there to like be that other element to explain the plot. Yeah, mm. and he's really he's quite baby. Yeah, he's quite he baby is. face in this. Oh, so look at you. Face. Yeah, I mean the cast for this film is is pretty pretty stacked. Yeah, and like a yeah. lot a lot of really good actors. Massively stacked. Billy Bob Thornton, I really liked as the NASA director, mm. Na- yeah, Dan Truman. Good. I think he yeah. he plays that really nicely, and it's just weird seeing Billy Bob Thornton play a character who is nice throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, Nice-ish. Nice-ish. Nice-ish, sorry, yeah. yeah. He's not, He's not like, the person who's going against the heroes. Yes. Yeah. So he's framed as, like... Yeah, he's... I, I saw him, him framing as he's the bridge between the eggheads and the macho man. Because mm. yeah. he's kind of a macho man, or he wants to be, but he couldn't. Because yeah. of his leg. Because of his leg. Which you don't find him. out until... Very late Very on. far into the film, and he, it's like we're gonna have a very obvious shot of like the little. Yeah, it's like brace. What's the mm. what's the deal with True, this? But when he was moving around, he's, he's he does a bit of a limp. I when didn't he's, notice that. Didn't notice it. Yeah. It was obviously like quite subtle because yeah. I didn't notice it. Do you I, think maybe it's like he's had polio as a kid or something like that? It's a possibility for the time period. Yeah, because like I yeah, had, would, I, had, I had a teacher in high school who had a leg that was all. Like, yeah, and you know, away he's, from polio. yeah, he's in his like forties, say. In mm. the 90s. Mm. So, yeah, that put him right towards the end yeah. of the. Yeah. Of when polio was real. And, like bad. he was saying, you know, I would have loved to have, like, gone up in space and done mm. stuff, but, like, my health isn't good enough. Yeah, so he could have had that dream as a child. And, yeah. Yeah, mm. and then it's like, no, nah, and that's like, well, that's why I went into engineering, because that was the only place yeah. I could be. So, so much of this film made me go, oh, did he just. Did Michael Bay just scrape a little bit of stuff into a pile and, like, Pearl Harbor. Mm. Some of the so shots much and of things. it felt like he could have just nicked it from Pearl Harbor or for Pearl Harbor, I should say. Yeah, some bits of it. It's been a long time since I've seen Pearl Harbor, mm. but like, especially some of the like people slow mo running in like fields and around their yeah. houses and stuff was very like idyllic. Mm. Mm. 
didn't really feel like 90s America. It felt like it felt it wasn't very cosmopolitan. It was like it felt like a 90s um, way of telling of talking about the 40s or the 50s. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. like the the glass Coke bottle. Yeah, that Mm. kind of stuff. Everyone listening to the radio in the barber shop. Yeah, Yeah. kind of stuff. Everyone wearing flannel, which Um, which you know was mm. probably a thing in the 90s still, regardless. But to be honest, it's probably still a thing now. In some yeah, and yeah, realistically, in some places, but it's not. Common, I no. would say. No, and not, in your, not in your cosmopolitan. Yeah, kind of they'd have a digital things. radio now. Um, yes, <laughs> that, that's true. It'd be on a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dan Truman, the the character that Billy Bob Thornton played, mm. um, the the leg injury was actually Billy Bob's idea. Oh, okay. Because originally he was like, well, why wouldn't he go up? Yeah. Essentially, yeah, they were kind of like because he was seen as a bit of a space cowboy, but like mm. stuck on the ground. And apparently, it was Billy Bob Thornton that suggested that it should be. Uh, it's it's defined as an old injury. There isn't yeah. actually a reason given for what so it is. Maybe he was in the military or something. I mean, well, it, it sounds like he was potentially in the air force or in the cosmonaut program. Mm, yeah. well, well, not cosmonaut. He's not Russian, but you know yeah, what I mean. Uh, yeah, he would have been. Yeah. And then the leg injury prevented him yeah, going true, any further. Yeah, true. Because he does say he's like, I remember the names of all the guys that I went through the training with. Like, I think he actually says the first year I worked here. Yeah. You. yeah. So yeah, I think Something that's like that. that's where that one has uh, mm. picked up from. Um, but yeah, um, Ben Affleck got a lot of criticism for his performance in this film. Really, he's yeah. fine. I, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't. He he's as good as any of the others. I think it's a writing issue rather than an acting issue. Yeah, possibly. Like, mm. I mean, AJ is a bit of a again a bit of a he's nothingy. A, he's a character. bit of a nothingy, hot headed. Yeah, but they're all like that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I, th- his, I, I and that's why he and it's like Bruce his, don't get his three descriptor notes are hot head, uh, hot, in hot, love. hot body. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hot head with hot body. Mm. Um, in love with Liv Tyler. Yeah, uh, and trying to prove himself. Yeah, because mm. he's and young and he's like, I know all... things, and it's like I've been doing this for thirty years. I know, and mm. I still don't know everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Owen Wilson pops up in this film. Yeah. He's, he's very cute. And yeah. I like his character. He just kind of turns up. But that's the thing. I don't think he's on the rig in like the first thing. Mm. No. He just he just turns up he's like just partway through. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Right-o. Well, I think with Tyler in that little montage of Yeah, she's like team, this guy. She, he's like the best geologist or something like that. Yeah. Well, that might not have by been the end Steve of it, Buscemi. Ooh, yeah. No, Steve no. Buscemi did geology. Well, I think it was Steve Buscemi because he was rock hand. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. But, I mean, look, it, it's a good ensemble. You've got Steve mm. Buscemi doing his, hey, well, what's going on here? And then yeah. you've got, you know, Owen Wilson saying, think, wow, about something. Yeah, pretty much. You have William Fitchner walking around with a stick up his butt until he and Bruce Willis become best friends mm. after mm. their fight, which is just, again. So dumb. But, 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 but great. But they're both really good at it. That's just it. Like, there is actually some good acting happening in here. Like, mm. like, yeah. like Bruce Willis's. Bruce Willis's single man tear. Single manly tear. Yeah. He's really good. Saying goodbye to his daughter. He's really good in that. Although, yeah. as I said when we were watching it, it did feel like there was a little bit of Bruce's face going, I am nailing this scene. <laughs> this is the take they're going to use. Yeah. Here comes the tear, perfectly timed. Yeah. Like, it was just like, like, you do it, Bruce. <laughs> yeah. You go, Bruce. <laughs> but he is really good. Yeah. Like, like he, 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 do, he, do, he does his thing. Yeah. Very good. And, um, and yeah, I think William Fitchner bounces yeah. off him really well in that sequence where they're yeah. arguing over whether or not the bomb should be disarmed yeah. or not. And that's a pretty good tense moment as well. It is. There's a film. lot of... The, the whole film is like that. I it's just think, so many tense yeah, moments. Yeah, I think... I will they say... really try and write it I up. will say that Michael Bay, I think, is quite good at creating tension. Um, but he does it in the most... The thing that I don't like is he does it in the most, like, bash you over the head with it kind of way. Yeah. And again, like that, I said, like, is, big, dumb, action, yeah, fun. Which... Mm. 
Which is fine for, mm. for me personally. It's fine as long as it only happens like a couple of times. If it's happening after every the, after single... The, after the third countdown. Yeah, you're just like, like okay. Are we doing another... Can we just, can we just skip mm. to the end? Oh, but, um, but then we'd miss all the fun stuff with the with Lev the cosmonaut played yeah, by Peter true. Stormare. Yeah, he was fun. You are on my spaceship, yeah, like just that whole accent, which um, is is not great. But yeah. again, it's it's you know he's playing the the stereotyped Russian cosmonaut yeah. who's just like I'm who's a, bit, a bit nuts. I'm a bit nuts because I've been in this satellite by myself for so long. Uh, whoop! I'm coming along for the adventure now. I don't yeah. even want to be here. Like I just yeah. want to go home. Like okay, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. And then he does. He gets to go home. He does. Yeah. That was good. That's nice when you live yeah and also just shout out to keith david for being keith david just being the i'll call the president guy yeah. oh that guy yeah, yeah. yeah. just he, he's so good at that he's that one I, I really liked that one guy who was like okay we're gonna we're gonna block the thing he's like on his computer in the corner just <laughs> and like, just sitting there sweating and they're like yeah. we're gonna need you to step away from the thing and he's like okay mm. he just gets up and Mm. I was like, mm. yes, you, you yeah. are great. Yeah. I didn't realize that the narration at the beginning was Charlton Heston. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. God damn. I know. Mm. So yeah, you're gonna have to really listen to that. Yeah. So like, like this is a star-studded cast. Mm. Like, and shows so Michael Bay being like, who could I get? Basically, yeah. Let's roll. And, and the thing is, is this film was successful. It was the highest grossing movie of 1998. I'm not surprised. And, yeah. and, and looking at it now, 25 years on. Mm. It still looks pretty good. It looks good, good yeah. yeah. The, vi- the visuals are good. The visual like, effects. There's a couple, there is a couple of VFX that are like, mm. oh, it's a bit... Like you, you, yeah. you give it to them because it's you know twenty five years old. Yeah, the vi- the visual um, effects around like the shuttles flying through space are for me the dodgy ones. Yeah, yeah. a lot of the stuff with the the meteor itself. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's really it's, pretty. Yeah, it's uh, an amazing like design for the meteor. I will say the model work for this was not not anywhere close no. to what Deep Impact had. No. Mm. And, and and because it's again partly because it's a Michael Bay film, mm. but also because it was going for a more actiony approach, yeah. it was harder to follow exactly what was happening. But mm. I yeah. think that was the point. And who oh, was yeah. in danger? Yeah, yeah for sure. Who was doing what? I think it was that kind of like putting all the toys in the box and then shaking it around, yeah, and you're like, enough. "What's going on? What's happening?" It's That's hard to tell. Kind of the point, I guess, as well. Yeah, yeah. But, but, I think I think I think the trashing New York at the beginning was pretty good yeah. yeah that was a good sequence. although it's been really weird watching two films in a row because obviously like this is 98 yeah, yeah. watching two films in a row where they're like we're gonna trash new york we're gonna that like mess up the twin survive. towers but the twin towers are there but they survive yeah, mm. yeah. i'm just like Ugh. like that was it's weird weird it's really weird mm. really weird they also just completely destroyed paris in this film yeah which... they just obliterate except for yeah. the arc de triumph which yeah. has like a chip out of the side of it but otherwise it's like it's fine but yeah. like I Eiffel Tower just bending in half. They had, like, oh. to, they had to at least have one recognizable, like, and you couldn't have very widely yeah. recognizable Parisian, um, like, monument. Mm. Yeah, that survived it, so you could show that this is what we're looking at. Yeah, because they already showed the Eiffel Tower toppling. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I guess the only other option. I like how they, I like how they positioned you from the Notre Dame because you mm. could see the gargoyle was like right in in shot in the yeah. camera. And then it was just like coming towards you. I was like, "That's that was that was cool." Oh, and and Shanghai. Sorry, I forgot forgot Shanghai got completely decimated. Which all of the big exploding of things. There was no people in it. You could only see the actual like sets exploding. It were beautiful sets. Yeah, Mm. but also Um, like although it was, I only realized it was Shanghai when you hear the news announcement afterwards. Yeah, there is. It was just very generic. Very generic. As as you said, it was like 
America's imagining of what an Asian country looks yeah, like. Yeah, it was just what like, an Asian city looks it like. was like, oh, I've been to Chinatown. It's just that, but more, right? Yeah. That, that's what this set Well, that was like. like when they had the, like that couple of seconds in, in Italy mm. and it was like very clearly Italy and the color grading was so blue. Mm. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you've just done the color grading really intense on this to try yeah. and make it feel like, oh, it's a different place. It's like, no, the sun is the same, like everywhere in the world. More or less. No, no. No? I remember once chatting to a cameraman um, who was teaching me a film lighting class and we were talking about, um, I think, film stops or something like that. Yeah. And he was saying how you have to really adjust for the West Australian sun. That doesn't surprise me. And I was like, oh, is that even in comparison to Eastern Australia? And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's very, very specific. Because it's so Um, bright here. Yeah, because it's so bright. And so you get different sun. In different places. Yeah, in different places. It's more the colour because I know that like in in a lot of films, it's like, oh, we're going to like a third world country or we're going to like wherever. And they make it orange and yellow and... You know, if we're in like a cosmopolitan thing, we're going to lean into the blues and stuff. Mm. And people are like, this is what, you know, India or Mexico or whatever actually looks like. Mm. It's not dirty yellow colored. But yeah. I think this is the interesting <laughs> thing when it comes to this is so the, the, the sun does behave differently in different parts of the world. Mm. And that's yeah. partly to do with the angle of the light hitting yeah. the earth. And the refraction and, of and the light, yeah. And the atmosphere that it's passing through as well. Yeah. But on top of that, you also have to factor in the fact that different human cultures view color differently mm. yeah and so for example in japan the sun is traditionally drawn as red yeah um because that is the way that the culture has sort of developed the color palette there mm. Mm. whereas obviously in the western world it's traditionally usually colored as yellow in those sorts of things yellow or orange and yeah. so I, I do wonder if or what impact our sort of cultural understanding of, of color, color has happened with these films and you, certainly yeah like this is certainly obviously it, this is a very american film as we've identified well that's the thing the, and the, so, the, the, the the yellow and very mm. like like dirty mustardy yellow color grading yeah is a very specific american filmmaking mm. thing because they kind of you know saturate the international market and yeah. a lot of the market that we get um but there's been people who've been writing about it. i think it's really interesting yeah because it's kind of yeah yeah film it goes they go through the color grading like goes through a fashion in in a way yeah absolutely um, i think i've spoken about it before. and it would have been different for this as well because this would have been shot on film as opposed to now mostly yeah, shooting digital. on digital so yeah. it's very different yeah yeah um i yeah, know things like, about film there, great there are, yeah there are people that, that know <laughs> i remember i think i mentioned this to rob woods or something yeah and saying how, i bet he would have like, oh, yeah, a lot to say he about probably it. Knows a whole <laughs> bunch more about it but yeah uh, i think he was saying like oh, i'm gonna remember this terribly and I'm going to completely misquote him. Sorry, Rob. And he's um, going to listen to it and be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I remember saying, um, hearing about Matrix and how that was like yeah. either the beginning of a new phase of heading into more the greens or it was like the yeah. peak. Yeah, that would that make phase. sense. Mm. Yeah. 90s, early 2000s, that whole like, yeah. Yeah, but it is very interesting how the film uses colour in, in mm, yeah. lighting in yes. general um, to signify, to really, again, do it like a shortcut of saying, okay, this is where we're at now. So the the asteroid is very cold white and blue. Mm. Yeah. Um, when Billy Bob Thornton's character is like scheming, He's all in green. Mm. Yeah. And then there's a slightly warmer white for the main control room. 
Yeah. And then Liv Tyler's probably in the most. She's in like the warmest light. Because she's the emotional also, heart. But also the blue. Yeah. She's the she's emotional the heart. heart. Yeah. yeah. She's and the then... heart. And you've got to see all those animal cracker crumbs in her belly button. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it's just, that's the way it's got to be lit. Yeah. You know, you were talking about um, the idea of cultural things with colour and how they've developed and how like Japan mm. is very, it just reminds me of, a video, I'm pretty sure you've seen it, Stephen. I don't mm. know if you've seen it, about the etymology of, like, colours in different yeah. cultures. The video, so interesting. It mm. sort of goes through and it's like, um, I can't remember who did it, but it's basically um, when different names for different colours came through in different cultures and which cultures yeah. have names for different colours, which is why you then get things like your wine dark sea and yeah. all those kinds of things. People are like, wine dark ocean does look purple or like red what's with this and it's Mm -hmm. like yeah but they didn't have a word for blue because it was just so ubiquitous they just didn't have it and i think generally you find that the order in which they gain names for the certain colors uh, is more or less the same across cultures yeah Mm. which is interesting yeah um yeah yeah uh they do blow up the rock I'm happy to. They do, do. Yeah. but it doesn't. They don't blow up like the first. They don't blow it in half. Yeah. They just explode it into a yeah. bazillion. They manage mm. to blow it into two pieces that successfully miss the planet. Yeah, and then off course. Yeah, just yeah. Blah. Despite only like only half of the mission technically being successful, because they're mm. supposed to have when they originally supposed to have two warheads mm. in on either side or yeah. whatever. And, to, like, uh, to like get the sometimes job done. you just gotta blow up a rock mm. and crush yeah. things and pray. So. Which which mission did better? Did Deep Imp- did Deep Impact have the better mission, or did Armageddon have the better mission? I mean, Armageddon succeeded. I mean, Deep Impact. Oh succeeded. yeah, true. true. Deep Impact uh, well, did succeed after a fashion. There were no there were no astronaut survivors in yes. Deep Impact, but there was also a smaller crew. They only had yeah. one shuttle. Yes, true. Mm. Mm. I mean, they both okay. encountered drilling. They problems. didn't destroy yeah. America in this. So but New York yeah. got I would a little say bit. New York got a little bit nuked, but, but like but that New was York's what, fine. But that was how they found out. Yes. And I know that the parameters are different. Obviously, Deep Impact, the the, the crew there had much more time to prepare. Yeah. Mm. And they were all Armageddon, it was a bit slapdash, mm. and they chose to um, train drillers to be astronauts instead of astronauts how yeah. to drill. But <laughs> fair enough. Um, and then it was like, no, yeah. these asteroids like different metal than I've ever seen. It's yeah. like. Wait. Who could have foreseen that? Yeah. Space yeah. rocks might be different to Earth rocks. But because, yeah, but because we're looking at... Obviously, we're looking at these two films in comparison. Mm. Yeah. But I am wonder, I am just curious, as like a starting point for this is... It we, depends we, on it depends on who's writing the history book. If it was the Americans, they would say Armageddon because mm. the White House didn't get destroyed and there was no big tsunami that went over the States. So mm. they're fine. So they'd probably be quite, quite pleased. Mm. If it was literally any other country, I would say they'd probably be like, mm, really deep impact because like America got wiped. But like... Most of the rest of us are like. Well, we only saw America get wiped. Okay. The thing is, anything yeah. in, in the. Yeah, well, Atlantic. that's the thing. We have no, no. So like. Yeah, there's the, nothing the, to the, show. The west side of Europe, like France, would have been screwed in both situations. Paris had a bad time. Yeah, I way. think I think that got mentioned at the end of the film. Yeah, and similarly, like um, the sort of northwest coast of Africa yeah. would have had a really really bad time yeah. with that. Mm. Australia um, would just be chilling down there, like. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, we probably wouldn't have had a good time. Like yeah, the Asia Pacific region would have been be like, not happy. So, here's the end of the earth. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. So I think I think Armageddon's mission technically is was more, more successful. successful because I mean, yeah, there, there is still damage. But they yeah. show. But also, is that also because they show a lot more of like the oh look, like the big kabooms happening and all these people are like all around these places in the world are all alive still and fine. And, I think if yeah. we do it on percent, percentage of meteorite that hit the earth. 
I yeah. think a bigger oh. percentage of the deep impact meteorites. Yes, I think you're struck. Right. I think technically, yeah, deeper impact has a higher death toll. Yeah, yeah. Because even the Paris one, they or no, sorry, the Shanghai one, mm. they they're like saying, oh, fifty thousand people died. That's actually not a lot no, for the population not. of Shanghai. Yeah, at that time. Um, and or at any time, I'm, or at any time. But yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm thinking specifically about like yeah, any recent twenty five years ago. Um, and whereas. Yeah, because they have the mini, the smaller asteroid that actually hits mm. and does the whole tsunami thing. Yeah, the, that death toll's got to be way higher. Mm. Yeah. I mean, Paris like it'd be in millions. Paris millions would be dead. Yeah, but yeah. it's one city, New York. A lot of people would have died. Yeah, but I think you're right. I think mm. the the effect of having some of the asteroid hit, but New in York even not. Not all of New York is taken out. No. Just one section. M- like yeah. Most of New York could More be More of fine. New York would have been killed by the deep impact yes. wave, presuming that nobody evacuated. That's yes. the other thing. Is we, yeah. we knew Can you were- imagine True. trying to evacuate Manhattan? Would be a mm. pain in the ass. Yeah, so probably short notice. But, but also they announced the mission to... Hey, yeah. we've got an asteroid coming 12 months before it hit in deep impact. Yeah. So a bunch yeah. of people would have just cut and run regardless. Mm. Yeah. So policy-wise, deep impact, obviously, again, they as more said, time. parameters are different. Policy-wise, yeah. deep impact is definitely winning. You th- but, but but which mission was more successful? That's the thing. Which, um, let's blow up the asteroid mission. Mm. I, think it, I think it's Armageddon. I, yeah, yeah, Armageddon, yes. But politics-wise, deep impact. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'd, I'd chat that. Yeah, they, because they, they actually spoke to their people. Yeah, yeah. Didn't the, just go yeah, like... The Americans in this one. The president was like, I'm not telling anybody. We've, yeah. we've got control of eight I of like how they've got their like one their one Russian person yeah. in both films. It's like, oh, yeah, the Cold War's over. We should probably have like at least one cosmonaut yeah. in here somewhere yeah. in yeah. both films. But, but the one in this one relations. is still wearing a, a Soviet Russia shirt. <laughs> Like yeah. just in case you weren't sure, yeah. he's Russian. Yeah, mm. just so you know. Just yeah. Um. All right. Yeah. We are going to ask which film you prefer, mm. but before we get to that, would you like some trivia about Armageddon? Love yes. some trivia. Okay. All of this trivia comes from IMDb. So if it's not true, don't blame me. The first blame bit Michael Bay. Blame Michael Bay. <laughs> blame yes. his fault. It's all his fault. Uh, the first piece of trivia is that NASA actually shows this film during their management training program. Oh, to say how not to? New managers are given the task of trying to spot as many errors as possible. Amazing. They have identified to date at least 168. Only. Mm. Only 168. I guess. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's almost one a minute. <laughs> In fact, wait, hang on a but sec. Across, no, that's that's more than one a minute. How many people? Like, I would also be mm. interested. How th- so? A hundred and how many did you say? Uh, one hundred and sixty-eight. So, hours. how many are just Bruce Willis? How many are Billy Bob Thornton? I want to know. I want to know the scatter. Mm. Well, they might just be focusing on the NASA protocols. I don't know True. if they're focusing on like. Well, you know, oh, uh, Steve Buscemi made poor life choices. That's y- a mistake. No, no, no. <laughs> but within the within the mission, even then, like you think NASA of okayed all these people so mm. they are technically part NASA, of nasa yeah, they yeah. are supposed to be adhering to nasa protocol yeah mm. so that's a fair point yeah um regarding the premise of this film ben affleck reportedly asked the director michael bay wouldn't it be easier for nasa to train astronauts to drill rather than training drillers to be astronauts <laughs> and bay apparently told affleck to shut up yeah. shut up it's not as interesting mm. yeah 
Which is we don't that, care about the, astronauts. We care about jewelers. That's the thing. I think if you um put if you like tied some astronauts to some chairs and made them watch this film and mm. talk about it, I think they would be like, no, we would get trained up as the drillers because yeah. they're they're highly trained people in a whole bunch of different things. Mm. No, but um, it's about like your gut and your instinct. Like, no, like they're all most most astronauts are coming out of the military. They know how to mm. work complex machinery. Yeah, yeah. like. They could figure out a drill. Yeah, they they could work it out. Yeah, I have faith in yeah. in the astronauts. That Hell, they could there's do. probably astronauts that are engineers. And it's not to say that yeah. like people that work on drill sites couldn't be astronauts. No, but just the premise, which is quicker to do. Yeah, train someone who is not an ast- training someone to be an astronaut or training someone to operate a drill. I think it is quicker to yeah. train someone to operate a drill. I would buy them taking up the geologists. Hmm. That makes sense. Would you potentially buy them taking up... Steve Buscemi? Or or Bruce Willis just as, like, the guy who did invent the particular drill they were using? Probably. That would make sense. Yeah. Not, like, the whole but team. But him going, like, I want to bring all my friends. Yeah. No, I don't think yeah. that would That's happen. not how this works, sunshine. Yeah. Uh, Steve Buscemi claimed that the role of Rockhound was pitched to him as a heroic geologist, <laughs> which he <laughs> eagerly accepted, wanting a change from the low lives he'd been typecast <laughs> as. Oh, in- Steve. Poor Steve. Yeah, he noted that after he'd been cast in the role, Rockhound's sleazy characteristics were then written into the script. Oh. Probably because they went, oh, we got Steve Buscemi, you know. Okay. He plays those low lives. Better make him a low life. Mm. He's got weird teeth. We've got our casting as the I'm weird to, guy. I'm trying to think of uh, a role that he has, that I've seen that he that I'm going to start that sentence again. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of a role that he has played like since Armageddon or maybe even before where he is kind of noble. The Island maybe a little bit, but he's still kind of sleazy in that too. Mm. Mm. Like Atlantic city. He's Mm. a little bit less sleazy. For all intents and purposes, People seem to be like, he's actually like a good dude. Like he's really nice. Yeah. I've heard he's quite Yeah. I think, I think Steve Buscemi, playing himself mm. in the real world. Yeah, you know, he's a very pleasant person. You know, volunteer firefighter, yeah. like big yeah. charity person, all that kind of stuff. I mm. think I think maybe that's the important one to get yeah. right. Mm, <laughs> you know, you yeah. can play all the, the, the low lives you it's want. It's unfortunately his his very unique face mm. lends itself to creepy weird guys. And the temperament. I think he plays mm. those characters really well. Like even mm. in this film, you're like, oh you're basically just Quagmire from Family Guy. He's basically <laughs> yeah. who yeah, this character of. is. But I certainly prefer Rockhound to, yeah. to, to Quagmire in terms of like, the, but he has qualities which are important to the mission yeah. and like, you know, for want of a better word, redeeming qualities. Yes. Mm. Um, Just not yeah. operating a machine gun. And I think that's what you get from... Why do they put machine guns on Because you never know what you're going to find in space. Okay. Been what if there'd been a situation where they needed a machine gun they'd be going oh why didn't we just put a machine gun in here yeah i'm kind of surprised that it wasn't used to like get rid of some of the rock formations like mm. because mm. everything looked very brittle up there yeah with mm. the exception of the surface of the asteroid that they were trying to drill through yeah um, Rockhound's line about sitting on a million pounds of fuel in a rocket built by the lowest bidder is mm. a variation of an actual radio transmission by Mercury astronaut Alan mm. Shepard just prior to liftoff. <laughs> uh, 
the shuttle launches were filmed for real. That's that's so cool. Mm. Disney, uh, through Touchstone Pictures, was allowed to put cameras, about 16 of them, all over the launch site. Amazing. The camera on the launch pad was shaken so hard at 25Gs that all the screws fell out of the lens and had to be returned to Panavision in a box of pieces, which oh, wow. they then put back together. Wow. Mm. It's amazing that the lenses weren't destroyed. Yeah. It's amazing that the whole friggin' camera wasn't destroyed. Yeah. I bet. Well, that's the thing. They hadn't put a thing that close before. Yeah. So. It looks amazing. Yeah. Like that, that was the best bit. Bruce Willis came to the film after he decided a comedy film that he was working on at the time called Broadway Brawler could not be salvaged and sought a way to exit the project. Disney's then head, Joe Roth, worked out a deal where Willis would star in Armageddon and two future films for the studio, and in exchange, Disney would absorb the failed project's cost as an advance against his initial salary. The two films that Willis then made under this deal after Armageddon were The Sixth Sense and Unbreakable. Oh. Okay. I haven't seen Unbreakable. I haven't seen it either. But... Isn't Unbreakable the one with, is it Samuel L. Jackson? Uh, Unbreakable was oh. a a thriller sci-fi film mm. released in 2000 where David, a security guard, I presume played by Bruce Willis, I presume yeah. so. survives a fatal train accident only to be tracked down by a man named Elijah Prince who claims that David is blessed with superhuman abilities. Oh, okay. Oh, this is an M. Night Shyamalan film, though. Oh, okay. oh you, know, you know what? It is, it, is, it is part of the... It, it is part, part of the, of the series. The, yeah, it is part oh, yeah. of the series. It just obviously the first one, and because it, yeah, because it was so long ago. Yeah, Split yeah. was the sequel, starring Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson. Because Samuel ah. L. Jackson is the guy who his bones break all the there time. There you go. Yeah, oh, okay. he's Mister Glassbones oh. or whatever he is. Point to Doctor Ellen. Thank you. I yeah. know things about movies. I only watched it once, like twenty years ago. But you know, okay. Very. When was that one out? Two thousand. Two thousand. Okay, that, that would was, make sense. Yeah, because Split, which was the second one, was like 2016. 20, no, twenty eighteen. Something around then, 2016, Split was released in the year of our Lord, 2016. Yeah. It's a Big long it. time between between drinks for the for the first and the second film in a series. I mean, I feel like there's more longer ones. Mm. Can't mm. think of them, but mm. I guess you could compare not not movies within a trilogy, but between trilogies of Star mm, Wars. I suppose, yeah. Yeah. The film crew were allowed to shoot sequences at the top of a real launch pad with an actual space shuttle docked in it. Oh, that's so cool. The only condition was that they were not allowed to step inside the shuttle. Fair enough. Ben Affleck did anyway. (laughs) Ben Affleck admitted to stepping inside the orbiter for a brief moment before NASA technicians ordered him out of the spacecraft. Yep. To be fair... I probably would as well. Yeah, like, yeah, it'd be one just of those things. Just peck your and be like, I did that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it'd be one of those things of like, do I just do it? Do I just do it? Yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah, like, they yeah. can't find me from this film. We've shot so much already. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what Kevin Spacey thought. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, but Ben Affleck, uh, not to yeah, compare yeah, crimes, yeah, not, Ben yeah, Affleck very uncomparable. did crime. a little sneaky snoo into a, into yes. a shuttle. Like, it's annoying, Yes, but it's not illegal. Yes, true, true. <laughs> The original script did not include the romantic subplot between AJ and Grace at all, Mm. and instead had more emphasis on the character of Truman. Um, Okay. But this was changed after the phenomenal success of Titanic with teenage girls. Most of the romantic scenes... Oh, okay. Because Michael Bay was like, 
I've already got the teenage boys. Gotta get that. Yeah. Gotta get that sweet, sweet. G- girls don't like space. They like Ben Affleck. That's what we're gonna do. Apparently. I mean, at that time period, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, look at a young man. So most of the romantic scenes were written by Scott Rosenberg and filmed very late in the production. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I actually do quite like the love storyline. I yeah. think it does. It does add that extra emotional layer of frisson. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, you know, it gives some common ground for AJ and Harry yeah. to bond over is the yeah. fact that they they both love Grace, mm. and Harry, even though he tries to shoot AJ with a shotgun at the start yeah. of the film, you know he he has some level of connection with him he finishes yeah. the film by saying he's like the son that he never had yeah um so so it, it makes sense like, i think they used it well i think yes. it was used well to like yeah. motivate that switcheroo at the end yeah to motivate like them having something to get back to other than just you know saving the world yeah. the stakes were personal uh with with grace whereas if yeah, it was Steve just Buscemi gets his stripper yeah. aj gets his fiance whereas the stakes old didn't... mate gets his Cre- wife Creek? and yeah gets his ex-wife gets his yeah. ex-wife and his kid back whereas the stakes didn't feel personal for the crew and deep impact beyond saving the planet they they, um, they they had those moments brought yeah. in with the conversation at the end yeah but we didn't have that layered in yeah, before we... Yes. Yeah. Yes, whereas I, I think Armageddon, I think a, yeah. Armageddon goes, here are the things that they're fighting mm. for. Whereas in Deep Impact, it was, oh, it's gone wrong. Let's quickly show yeah. them their families. And I think that's... Um, well, they some... kind of did. They had the, them at that picnic. At the barbecue. Yeah. barbecue but that but was it's it. Still, yeah. And it, it, it was like very surface layer. Yeah. Um, which I think just highlights um, one thing that Armageddon definitely has above Deep Impact is that streamlined of story, that streamline of character. Mm. Everything's working within the story more to that one to that one goal. Yeah, it's yeah, so it's, much it's more, more it's, it's more it's more cohesive. It's more focused, despite having more characters, mm. or probably just about around the same amount. Yeah, but like in terms of like main yeah. people who are doing stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, due to the film's fast pace and quick style editing, Roger Ebert called this movie the first 150-minute trailer. Yeah. <laughs> um, An epileptic nightmare. Yes. Mm. Bruce Willis was given a second trailer, speaking of trailers, uh, that housed a full working gym at an estimated cost of $175,000. Oh Jesus. I feel like Arnold Schwarzenegger also requests that. And mm. I feel like The Rock does as well. Well, reportedly it was never used. <laughs> oh, that's... Arnold Schwarzenegger and The Rock would use that. Yeah, they definitely do. Yeah. Yeah, the evidence is there. Yes. This film and Deep Impact had an unfriendly back and forth, you Mm. might be surprised to know. They were both um, greenlit at the same time and Mm. filmed throughout 97 and early 98. Michael Bay insulted Paramount's project by comparing Tia Leone's star power to Bruce Willis's, leading to Leone saying that statement was, quote, so Michael, end quote, and that it would not clear... I'm sorry, and that it was not clear how firing guns would defeat an asteroid. When Deep Impact opened strongly at the box office in May 98, Paramount then pointed out all the problems that their rival film was having, leading to Willis accidentally revealing that this film was filming new scenes in Europe and Asia at the time. As in Armageddon was. Mm. Oh, okay. Interesting. And everybody was like, oh, that's exciting. Yes. But yeah, so there was a little bit of a rivalry. (sighs) That's... That that comment about Michael Bay just mm. makes me go. I'm gonna, what I mentioned whilst we were watching it, mm. I was like, I wonder if anyone has actually sat down and spoken to Michael Bay about his issues with women, mm. <laughs> um, and how mm. 
and how, you know, women actually exist in this world. There's a lot of and male creatives working in American yes. film and television who are like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. And and within like some pretty of them, much every industry, yeah. every sector, everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a there's a there's a specific uh, showrunner, writer, person, man who's done stuff and is doing stuff in American television mm. who is like, Yeah, I always name a female character in my stuff after like my ex and then like kill them oh my god it's like that's so messed up Mm. why do you do that what is wrong with you and it's like yeah it's like this is just a thing that i do and i'm like oh oh no hope you're seeing a therapist buddy i really hope so yeah perhaps it would help maybe if michael bay worked on an action film about feminism and we saw like it was done it was the story of feminism but through mm. explosions <laughs> so just like the just, civil rights movement in yeah. the yeah. 60s like, and 70s like, yeah like the suffragette trying to stop the king's horse and like when they collide just <laughs> like so like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies yeah. so okay but like in Van Helsing where the carriage explodes yeah. and it's oh, like I there's nothing flammable that. oh my god this this carriage just full on explodes like an exploding car <laughs> mm. But it's just a carriage and it's just got like, there's, there's nothing yeah. to explode on it. Yeah. It just explodes. It's the dumbest they, thing. They just oh. sit so down stupid. with Michael and they go, they start off by showing Michael footage of the, um, the, the bra burnings. And he's like, yeah. fire, fire leads to explosions. Yes. And they, they hook him in that way and then they explain it. And he's like, oh, you got me, but okay, I'm, I'm in yeah. now. Just bra burning, we're going to drop it in a tank and then <laughs> there yeah. you go. I feel like that would probably set feminism back about 50 years. If, we, if, we if, got if Michael, Michael Bay, Bay. made... <laughs> Made <laughs> feminism the movie. Yeah, oh, you know, what? good point. It would either it would either be the thing that got every heteronormative cis white man on board with feminism, mm. or it would destroy the planet. Yeah. It's 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 one way or the other. Yeah. Feminism is good. I just... <laughs> it would prob- and the thing is, oh, it would boy. probably only work if the movie didn't work. In terms of, I think it would only work. Yeah if it actually didn't explain feminism properly. Like, yeah. if the feminism movie failed the Bechdel test, I think that's the only <laughs> way it would be acceptable. For it's a, just for a bunch the... of men sitting around being like, yeah, yeah women yeah. women should have rights. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Luckily, Michael Bay has not chosen to make Luckily, we don't yet. live in that world. <laughs> yes. According to Ben Affleck, the large warehouse-like building at NASA is the largest open-air building in the world. Mm. It's so big that they have to keep the air cold or clouds could form in it. Oh, wow. That's impressive. The potential, therefore, exists for it to rain in the building. Oh, that's cool. Michael Bay and Jerry Bruckheimer have also spoken about the work that it took to convince NASA to allow them to use their real equipment Mm. and testing facilities. Can imagine. The weightless simulation pool was the first no that they got when attempting to shoot there. Uh, Bay and Bruckheimer note that getting the Air Force on board offered a lot of help with getting uh, doors open at NASA. Affleck and Willis were the only actors allowed in the pool during the shoot, and they were each given only 20 minutes to film their scenes. Uh, the actors also mentioned how much fun it was to play with all of the NASA toys. I can I imagine. imagine. It would have been amazing. Any mm. any little kid's, like, dream seeing all that weird stuff. Mm. Honestly, yeah. I mean, even just Kennedy Space Center is incredible, yeah. mm. having been there as, like, a kid. Do you remember towards the end of this film where there's the shot from the Lincoln Memorial? Yeah of um washington and the washington monument yeah. as the sirens are sounding and they're yeah. like the mission has failed yeah no i must have like blacked out for that moment okay yeah, I remember. But anyway. well to get that shot they had to uh, engage in some guerrilla filmmaking ah. bay 
distracted the police while setting the crew up down near the reflecting pond and then he snuck inside the memorial with a camera and a steady cam operator because apparently they didn't have permission to get the shot (laughs) (laughs) so he set up a decoy film crew so that the police would go you need to you don't have the permits and while that was happening he was like oh no let's just stand here and talk about this for 20 (laughs) minutes please Yes. And we're just going to be talking about this for 20 minutes. It's just Michael Bay giving them a thumbs up yeah. from the steps. That's very funny. Um, speaking of Bay and speaking of Deep Impact, we're mm. returning to the rivalry. Mm. Uh, Deep Impact comes up early in the movie commentary. Michael Bay says that he was invited to a screening of the film at Paramount and felt like everyone was watching him because obviously he was yeah. directing the other And he was like, film. mine's cooler. After the screening, he felt that Deep Impact was a much different movie than Armageddon and that Armageddon as a film uh, was going to resonate more with mass audiences. Yeah. He did recognize that Deep Impact probably ate into Armageddon's business, but still feels they are very different movies. Mm. He does mention later after the launch sequence how much more realistic the Earth looks in Armageddon than it does in Deep Impact. And I would agree with him on that one. I I think the Earth looked a bit clear in this I can't mm, I can't mm, remember mm. it well enough um yeah. but yeah yeah probably uh, the premiere of this movie was held at the Kennedy Space Center in that's Florida cool. that's so cool mm-hmm. <laughs> um only reason to go to Florida honestly mm. go to Kennedy go to Disney World mm. yep <laughs> just go to Euro Disney honestly I mean I've like, been to I... Euro Disney Euro mm. Disney is not Disney World no, 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 no. Disney World is bigger and there's more stuff and it's better. It's better. Uh, I, I, know, I know that sounds like it, it is. It is. No. I've been to Euro Disney. I've, I've, yeah, Disney, okay. Disney World blows it out of the water. I'm sorry. Okay. Also, Disney, Disney, Disneyland is like this big. Like, not, which is not very big. Which for is not very big. No, no, no. So it's like if Disneyland is like this big, that's mm-hmm. one of the parks of Disney World. And okay. there's four of them. Okay. So it's huge. Yeah. It's massive. And then they've got water parks and yeah. other crap. After Rockhound gets space dementia, yes. the shuttle crew wraps him in duct tape, which is in fact NASA protocol for immobilizing a crazed crew member. Makes sense. I think it's at least now for the ISS, you wrap them in their sleeping bag mm. and then you tie them down with that. So basically like swaddling so them. Yeah. yeah. So they can't do anything. Mm. Mm. Uh, Bruce Willis had a picture of his real life daughters in front of him to help him cry during the goodbye Aww. grace scene. So as much as I was giving him like, yeah, I'm doing some good acting. He was also like thinking of his, thinking of his actual children. Yeah. Oh, that's, to live Tyler. that's cute. Yeah. The final two bits of trivia are to do with teeth. Okay. Steve Buscemi's teeth. Ben Affleck's teeth. Okay. Did They're very white. Some? Ben Affleck's teeth were replaced Early in the movie's production, Michael Bay noticed that Ben Affleck's teeth seemed like baby teeth in some of the footage that they'd shot. He notes that Bruckheimer had previously replaced the teeth of a very famous star in a, in a plane movie, quote, is what Michael Bay said. Affleck spent eight hours a day in a dentist chair for a week to get the teeth that you see in the film now that cost approximately $20,000. What are they, like veneers, I guess, or...? I just know that he spent a week in a dentist chair to get good teeth for this film. Oh my god! I need Did to go... he get to keep them afterwards? I hope so. I mean, his teeth do look very shiny, white, mm. pearly, yeah, big, pointy. By comparison, at one point during the filming, Steve Buscemi mentioned to Michael Bay that he was going to get some dental work done, and he was like, "No, don't." Bay convinced him that he already had a million dollar smile <laughs> and that he shouldn't change a thing. Oh. So apparently. <laughs> Ben Affleck's teeth, no. Steve Buscemi's teeth, yes. Just 
Because they're so strange distinctive. that they're very distinctive. The bit where he had his mouth open, it was like an, an upwards camera angle. You I, could see the teeth yeah. in the roof of his mouth and stuff. I was like, oh, I've not seen that angle of your mouth before. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to see this. Yeah. I love yeah. Steve Buscemi. Not the top of his mouth. Mm, don't don't no. need to see that. Mm. But yeah. I, I just, like the fact that he's managed to have a career with funky teeth because like... Yeah. I think nine it's made his career. Yeah, I think it has. Because, like, mm. nine-tenths of, like, your Hollywood actors have to mm. have, like, mm. perfect choppers. Bright white. Mm. To, even yeah. if you're playing, like, a medieval peasant. Yeah. You know, you've got perfect, mm. but it's just, straight. It's just wild to me that Michael Bay can go, you need to change your teeth. Go spend a week in a chair. And yeah. then to someone else who actually might want the work done going, nope. You keep those. You keep those horrible mouth stones the way they are. Like to be fair, at least with the um, stopping the work, um, you could always go get it done later. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It might. It might have been a case of going. Nope. It's fine. Maybe like, just hold off. Hold off until we finish filming. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. So the continuity aren't like. Oh mm. no. Mm. Yeah. No, pretty wild though. Yeah. Just. Just pretty wild. Well, Hollywood's just, a weird just, place. Yeah, it just mm. goes to show. And, like, if you listen to the, what's that um, podcast? You must remember this mm. podcast, which is about the history of Hollywood mm. Yeah, um, in di- all these different eras. It's quite a lengthy, it's got quite a few episodes nowadays. Mm. Um, the, the stories that you hear of, like, say, in the 20s, 30s, the golden era of the control that studios had over artists, who they married, who they divorced, mm-hmm. whether or not they had a kid, if they kept the kid when they got pregnant, mm-hmm. um, what they were allowed to eat, drink, all that kind of thing. Mm. Um, but we shove some barbiturates down your throat. Yeah. That'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what roles they're allowed to take, what roles they're not allowed to take. Yeah. Mm. Like the voice of Snow White, who was the voice of Snow White and that was it. They yeah. were like, we're going to pay you out. You're not allowed to do anything ever. Yeah. After this. Mm. Um, it's, so it's kind of not surprising that a industry that has that history produces that kind of attitude. And yeah. there's still, as, as the Me Too movement and Harvey Weinstein and all that other kind of stuff. Mm shows that still they're still working that out they're still trying to get rid of it yeah hundred years on yeah in some people's cases they're not trying to get rid of it they're trying to protect it yeah Yeah. i i I think it's just because it's about teeth specifically that it feels weird and i do quite invasive not yeah and and not to undercut any really important Mm. things that have happened since then but as you were talking i just had this image of steve buscemi and ben affleck standing outside protesting with signs that say hashtag me tooth and i'm (laughs) (laughs) it just tickled me um but yes well it's Hmm. it's a question of consent yeah and bodily autonomy i mean yeah what are you willing to do you know what i do want to get my teeth done yeah it doesn't say in the trivia Mm. The fact is, Steve Buscemi, I can understand them going, actually, hold off, particularly if they'd already started shooting. Yeah. They might yeah. be like, we need this consistency for the yeah. film. Um, and ultimately, he probably would have had enough money if he'd wanted to do dental work afterwards. He could have done it himself. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was obviously going to have to put up money anyway to go get it done. Yeah. So, So yes. Somebody else could have paid for it, though, potentially. Slightly problematic, but not the worst no. thing. No. Mm. Um, what a strange place. Let's let's score Armageddon. Yeah. Okay. Let's 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 give it our scores. And Ellen, it was your first time watching yeah. Armageddon. What score would you give it out of ten? I'm going to give it seven glitter sparkle meteorites mm. out of ten. It was really fun. I would probably go back and watch this again if I was bored on a rainy Sunday afternoon. Mm. I don't know that I would go back to Deep Impact anytime soon. Okay. There's some problematic elements in here. There's a few things that are a bit dated. Um, but like, I had a lot of fun watching it. The other one, I was like almost wanting to go to sleep. Okay. At times, it was just like, meh. Like there were some good elements of that. 
I think for Deep Impact, yeah. I think we were all suffering from being quite tired as well. Mm. Yeah. Like our pre It just didn't match the... Deep, yeah, yeah. It didn't, it didn't <laughs> help. It didn't match the vibe. It didn't help. Should have gone and, the other way. <laughs> um, and I think I noticed that when we were doing our, our preamble to yep. watching the movie, I was like, are we all going to make it through this film? <laughs> Yeah, well, we did. Um, we did. But yeah, we, I mean, we also, we started watching Armageddon during the morning, which is, yeah. for, for people that like to find out how this program's done, this is normally an evening show. Normally we get together in evenings. Yeah, or, or early afternoon. Early afternoon is, yeah. We I think this is only the second or third time mm. we've done a morning mm. re- To be fair, we've got it. yeah. But it was quite a long we, film. We also have a few people who come onto the program who aren't really morning people. No, so yeah. including me. So. Yeah, including you. So we wouldn't necessarily want yes. to. Yeah, we'd basically like had a little slow morning, had some breakfast, like got up. Then it was like, oh, people are here. Excellent. Let's yeah. go. Let's yes. do the thing. All right, Katrina, what score would you give this film out of 10? Okay. I was thinking about it while I was, part of me wants to, like there's, I've got two wolves inside me okay. warring over these scores. <laughs> One part of me does not want to score it higher than Deep Impact mm. because I think they're very different films. Aesthetically, in some ways, Deep Impact was much better. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, and then then there's the entertainment part of me is like, but I was at least a little bit more engaged <laughs> with not entertained. Mm. Yeah. Um, so like. The entertainment one wants me to give it a six. Mm-hmm. The other part wants me to give it a four. Mm. Um, so I think I'm going to like sort of hedge my bets mm. and go four and a half strategically placed mm. American flags. Yes. So many American flags. So many. So way more than four and a half, but yes. So way many more, American more, flags. Probably more like four and a half minutes worth. Mm. Of American flags. I bet you on YouTube there's a compilation of every single flag oh, shot in the film. Somebody's probably done I it. I bet there is someone who's done that compilation just for Michael Bay films. Yeah. Mm. And that'll be... Four hours. Yeah, that'll be... <laughs> flag, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great. Um, I... just, maybe he should do that movie about how the flag, the American flag was created. Yeah. I feel like that would be way up his alley. Yeah. Because there's out. so many explosions because it's the Revolutionary mm. War. Guess what? Each star, giant space explosion. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think this is a really surprisingly well-told story yeah. for what is not a particularly good story. Yeah. <laughs> like it's big, I will say dumb, the editing, the editing of Armageddon is mm. much better oh, yeah. than Deep Impact. Better. Yeah. 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 It's, it's fun. Uh, it's dumb. Mm. And uh, it's full of explosions. Um, it's, it's it's everything you want from a Michael Bay yeah. film. <laughs> but 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 also, I think it is probably towards the better end of Michael Bay films. Yeah. I, I my issue with the Transformer films is struggling to know what is happening because of the digital yeah. art style. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with this, much less of the problem. Um, mm. And so I'm I am going to give it um, six explosions out of ten. I I think it's. I Which think it's Michael Bay included in the first 30 seconds. <laughs> yes. I, I think it is just quite well done. Um, and it's fun. It's, it, it fits more with the disaster movie genre, I would say, as well. Yeah. Compared to Deep Impact, I think it it's more along the lines I of... I think in, in the way Deep mm. Impact is like the uh, mainstream baby of Contact. It's yeah. a very similar vibe. Um, whereas, you know... De- uh, Armageddon, you can see the connection back to like um, 
Independence Day mm. and um, pretty much well any other Michael Bay film. Mm. You can uh, say what you want about Michael Bay, but he definitely does stick to what he knows. Yeah. I think part of the, the interesting thing, and as we get into our discussion mm. now to, to conclude of yeah. Deep Impact versus Armageddon, mm. um, I think part of the issue with when it comes to Michael Bay films is you know that Michael Bay made them and people have formed very particular opinions about Michael Bay and they're justified in a lot of respects Mm. but you know he does make films which do make money yes and he does make films that people enjoy enjoy unironically I know there's a few people that enjoy uh, Transformers and mm. Armageddon, ironically, but there's a lot of people out there who are like, you know what, that's really fun. This but is a fun movie. I, I know if I go to a Michael Bay film what, you're gonna in get? the cinema, yeah. I am probably going to enjoy it because I'm just going to be so overwhelmed by everything that mm. my brain will just go, you enjoyed this. Yes, mm. you did. Because mm. um, apparently my brain is Yoda or Obi-Wan. Mm. Um yeah, so I think there is something to be said for sticking to a style, mm. but yeah, I don't know. horses for courses. Horses for courses. Well, I think the thing that's quite nice about this, and if we do do this uh, similar premise again mm. later in the future, say with Dante's Peak and Inferno, where we look at two films that came out in the same year that are similar disaster films, I, th- I, I think what mm. is quite interesting about this, having watched Deep Impact and Armageddon now, is that they are very different films. Yeah. And they have very yeah. different premises. Very different I mean, styles. They, they, have, they have the same basic idea. Meteorite. Here comes the rock. Here comes it's, the rock. It's yeah. going to kill us. We're, we're in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Um, but their approaches to it are very different. Their, their styles are very different. Yeah. And I think, you know, Deep Impact is there for people that want maybe more of a reflection of how does the world respond if it knows mm-hmm. that disaster is coming. Compared yeah. to Armageddon, where it's like, we're on the clock, people. Mm. Yeehaw, let's get out of here. Like that yeah. kind of thing. Um, mm. So I really like the fact that they are actually pretty independent of each other. Yeah. It's just they're both unfortunate that they came out within three months of each other. Yeah. And you get that sometimes. Similar projects get greenlit at the same time mm. and then kind of mess each other up. Yeah. Mm. Um, we're going to go around the table, though. Uh, mm. Dr. Ellen. Yeah. Deep Impact or Armageddon? Which one would you? Which one do you prefer? I'd prefer Armageddon, if nothing else, for watchability. Mm. I, I'd, be, I'd I'd watch that again. Okay, Katrina. Um, probably Armageddon mm. again for watchability, just because the the plot is so much more streamlined. Mm. Yeah. Um, but probably not in. I would. I'm unlikely to sit down specifically to watch it or even if it came onto the tv Hmm. i'd be flicking between that and something else yeah um good background yeah i'd be i'd be okay watching it with like some friends with drinks and things like that Hmm. deep impact whilst i've been sitting here i was like i'd kind of really like to do that as a editing exercise of just basically take what you have already Hmm. on the film and then re-edit it to make it more streamlined, to basically cut it down to those two storylines that we were talking about, mm, mm, mm. which is obviously a bit difficult because what you have is very minimal. We'd probably you'd probably be just be able to make it an hour if you cut it down to the two storylines with just what's mm. available to the public. Mm. Um, but yeah, part of me likes Deep Impact so much more mm. because there is... I feel there is more realism 
Mm. and within the stakes and everything, whereas nothing feels particularly real. It's all very over the top. Yeah. 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 I think I would probably make this a trifactor of Armageddon Mm. being the quote-unquote better film. Yeah. But I do think that they... They actually don't help each other by being compared so much. Yeah. No. I, I, I do think that it would be like comparing um, other recent Asteroid movies, like comparing, say, Don't Look Up mm. to uh, Greenland. Yeah. Uh, Greenland is not trying to tell the same story as Don't Look Up. They're both yeah. stories about asteroids coming to the Earth. But in Don't Look Up, it's about how dumb and mad the world is yeah. and how you know a, a, an impending ecological disaster is going to destroy people even if they ignore it whereas greenland is about how does a family survive yeah. when the worst is about to happen i feel like maybe a better comparison to armageddon at least mm. would be um independence day mm. um, yeah mm. big global thing it's similar vibe mm. so we're not because yeah it's like we're trying to compare something that's a bit more nuanced to something that's a big dumb action flick. Yeah. Mm. Whereas I think Independence Day is probably a bit closer in mm. that but yeah. field. But I think because they're both big space rock films from 1998, yeah, they no, are going to get compared. They are. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And so what we're saying is they're both fine films, but what you may find is that your mileage, your, your mileage may vary based yeah. on what you're after, what yeah. your preference is. Yeah. If you want a big dumb action yeah. film, watch Armageddon. If you want yeah. to watch... An... If you want to be soothed by the voice of Morgan Freeman... Yeah. Watch the other one. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, I want to watch science fiction. Well, do you want to watch 2001 A Space Odyssey or do you want to watch Star Wars? Yeah. They're they mention very, Star Wars a lot in this film. They're very different. Mm. Uh, and but, I'm really not surprised that they mentioned Star Wars a lot in this film. I'm mm. like, I feel like that was a formative experience mm. for Michael Bay. And Doctor Strangelove. Yeah. Yeah, I liked that reference. Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed that reference. Mm. Yeah. Excellent. Um, well, that brings us to the end of our brief sojourn into the stars. Brief. At- those were four and a half hours, <laughs> Stephen. <laughs> Well, and talk time, yeah. There's, there's there's a lot of other rock space rock movies we could have we could have done. So, but uh, no, this this two week little journey. Uh, Katrina and Ellen, thank you so much for joining me to watch Armageddon. Thank you. And for those of you listening at home, thank you for listening in. Uh, this has been a lot of fun, and as we said, we may do uh, some feature. Uh, double feature features in the future. Feature I, future. I, I I think we should do some comparisons of adaptations and then their remakes. Well, like that's... Little Women and Little Women. Um, mm. Get me on the new one. Yeah. Mm, okay. I have thoughts. Um, <laughs> no, good, I watched it recently with be... Sarah. She hasn't seen the 90s one. And I was like, you need to watch the 90s one now. A good one would be Star is Born. Yeah. 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 There's so many versions of that now. Yeah. True, lots. Yeah. Well, if you want us to do that, um, I'm going to suggest you go over to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash CCUC podcast. For as little as a dollar a month, you can uh, suggest things that we do, uh, bonus goodies and features, all of that sort of thing is available there. Uh, we also have a Facebook page. Just search for the Cinema Catch Up Club on Facebook and you'll get news and updates. And finally, uh, if you don't want to miss a thing, yeah um, open your ears yeah open your ears <laughs> uh, and join us over at itunes soundcloud and spotify uh where you can or patreon yes. thank you to all our patrons who do the thing because you help us to keep doing this you do indeed yes but yes uh, if you want a new episode each and every week soundcloud spotify itunes whatever it is uh just just download there and you won't as aerosmith say miss a thing but that is all for this week so until next time Goodbye. Goodbye.
You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com.